0: Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Michelle Pace. And guys, she's a medium, she's a paranormal investigator, and she also works with her local police department. I am so excited to have her on my podcast. Welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: You know, as my listeners know, I find a lot of people on TikTok and, oh, so uh, <laughs> and, you know, but I'm just so intrigued by you, Michelle, because first of all, you just have the most authentic videos. You just look so kind and lovely and gracious. But then when you said you worked with the police, I was like, okay, what differentiates what you do that other mediums do that makes you be able to work with them?
1: With police cases, it's definitely a different ball game. Uh, when it comes to working, um you know, with mediumship readings, you know, we are looking for healing and for positive memories and messages and and a lot of times even through the crying, yeah. you know we we have a lot of laughter, a lot of really, really good close family, you know, that comes right. through and friends, of course. But with police cases, you're getting into really a crime, yeah, and with those, you're getting into, more of how somebody died and you're tapping into energies that are obviously not so nice.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, seeing that every time, I'm sure that's not for everyone, regardless if you're a medium or not, right?
1: No, it it is definitely not for everyone. I know that some of the group members that I'm in currently um, have left because they couldn't handle the images of the crime, which is completely okay. That's why it's it's not for everybody. And, and again, it's okay, right, you know.
0: Right. Well, I was telling my husband I was going to interview you and you work with the police department. He goes, do the police really believe them? And don't get me wrong. My husband's not into this like I am. He's very supportive and he loves me and I love him back. It's awesome. But I was like, apparently they do. So, you know, are they skeptic too? Or are you like a last resort? You know?
1: No, completely last resort, mentality. am <laughs> telling you. Okay. And sometimes not even. Oh. They are extremely skeptical uh, because obviously a lot of the information you may give to the police may be already known. So oh, it is, yeah. it's hard to get them to believe you when, when the news is reported it or, you know, just even local journalists who have reported it. So you'll have to give them something that's really not known. Mm to the world. So they're looking a lot of the times for details that only like the killer would know or the victim would know. Right,
0: right. And hopefully they don't say, are you the killer? Because you're knowing way too much.
1: No, that's the first thing. And honestly, that's a very typical response of a lot of the police. I get a lot of, well, where were you? And I'm like, I was in a completely different state. So no. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you know, it makes sense because, you know, when you know things like that, but then, hey, you could say something about, hey, your grandfather's standing right next to you. His name was Ralph, and he used to play golf, and he died on the golf course. I mean, that's different, right? Then you can do that with him as well, and then go, they go, oh okay, yeah, you really are real.
1: You could, but still, even then, they will typically like not have you help. So it's really, you've got to be very, very specific.
0: And I think that's actually really cool, though, because as skeptical as they are, it makes it more real for them that you're not just playing around with them. And I think you do this voluntarily,
1: correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because, you know, in your videos, I know you love to help people and you'll do it as long in your videos. You said you would do it as long as you could. And I think that's so nice of you to give your time because these grieving families have no idea what happened to their loved ones. And if you can give them some kind of closure, I I tell you, that's amazing.
1: It is because we were actually working with a case and the case is basically kind of solved, I guess, because everybody that has been suspected of being involved is, is already passed. But this person's body hasn't been found. So we are actually working with the family mm. to still find her body because they still want that closure. Right.
0: Oh well, Yeah. You know, I didn't think about you working with families, too. I just kept thinking, oh, wow, they work for the police department. That's so cool. But, yeah, I can see how you could do that. So have you had a lot of luck? Is it kind of a hit and miss thing? What happens when you do things like this?
1: Okay. So it's a very hit or miss, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, all the way around. And it's very, very slow Mm. because a lot of things take a lot of time, take a lot of coordination and also take, of course, money to do because a lot of these bodies, I guess, if we're going to recover, the bodies are located in water, Mm. a lot of them that we (laughs) have actually working with. So that takes dive teams. I know that one of the cases we're trying to get a metal detector that works underwater, which of course is not cheap. And then it's just coordination of trying to get out to a location we think they're at or to find the evidence that may help them link it to a case. Mm -hmm. So that's why sometimes, you know, you get families who are frustrated. Why isn't it going faster? But there's a lot of things that go on in the back scenes. Mm -hmm that takes a lot of work
0: have you ever worked on anything that's a little bit more of a well-known case or has it been more just local things
1: we are actually there's one in the news that i can't talk about um that we're waiting on because the cops have actually stopped talking because it's such an active and in the news thing so we have actually you know we've given all that we can and the guys all of a sudden like okay can't talk with you anymore So there's something going on there
0: um it does make you suspicious
1: it does and then there's a few others that we are working on that are well known but again it's one of those you have to be careful what you put out there because you don't want to hinder that case right
0: yeah okay well let me ask you this so you're a medium are you psychic or just medium i know there are two different things
1: well with being a medium you got to be psychic (laughs) you know know psychic and, and everybody who's psychic or medium is an empath so it's basically With psychics, it's tapping into basically you and, like, love life or career or just any future happenings that you wonder about. Um, Mediumship is more talking with loved ones who have passed or people who have passed. So they're interchangeable, I guess, in the sense of how people label themselves. I just do more mediumship. Right. So I label myself more of just a medium than really psychic. But I have been able to tap into psychic. Now,
0: have you always been this way, Michelle? Like, if, did you have this at an early age? Did it come kind of later? Because I know that happens in both ways. You can have it early on or you can have it later in life.
1: I was a later in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I don't remember seeing spirits when I was little. Um, though I do remember hearing footsteps in my hallway and in my room nice. all the time. And I didn't like my hallway door open, like the the door to the hallway, because I always felt there were people in the hallway staring oh, at yeah. me. Wow. So I hated it open. I had to have it closed. And uh, I do remember having imaginary friends, which is another sign of being able to sense things. But a lot of the times kids already do that. Right. But it kind of, I guess, went away. You know, a lot of society teachings, sure. you know, influences come on and kind of cloud your judgment. But, you know, looking past in my life, I can tell where instances, uh, especially the empath side, will come out. And I've noticed more and more that I've actually started it way earlier than I thought. Oh, wow. But that I noticed it about 20, I think it was 2013, I said, is when I really noticed that I was starting to see and hear the other side. Right.
0: I have another medium friend, Crystal Miles. I think you know her. I think you guys follow each Uh, other. and I. And I had her on my podcast. She's amazing. And she got it a little later in life, too. She had her son. And then all of a sudden, it just the ball dropped and everything was just what, you know, so and I, I think sometimes and she explained it like this, and it might have the same to do with you. She said, I kind of had to live a life a little bit. And I had to kind of grow and understand how life worked before. Um, and it's like they were looking out for me going, okay, now that you understand how all this works. Now you're ready to be a medium, or now you're ready to hone into your abilities. You know, is is that kind of how it happened for you? Do you think
1: I actually completely agree with that because I have been told from my guides that I've had to live certain things to be able to do what I do now. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it it really does make sense to me because people are like, "Oh, well, you just jumping on a trend," and no, I really do think that it's an individual person thing. I mean, I know people that have had it since they were little and they've just you know done well with it, and they've, but then like like you. Crystal, you know, why not get an ability? People who have uh, near death experiencers, I interview people like that. They come back and have abilities if they didn't have them, or they have stronger abilities if they did.
1: And know it is because it was really interesting because I started like when it, like, the ball dropped, if you want to yeah. say with Crystal's words, is when I decided I didn't want any more children. Oh, yeah. And my daughter had just turned, my youngest had just turned one. Mm-hmm and i had been mentoring on and off for since 2016 and kind of giving messages but not knowing i was giving messages since 2016 and but it really didn't like flash on to me until she turned one Mm. and then i decided i didn't want any more children i was good with three and then all of a sudden two weeks later it was like the floodgates opened really wow
0: Well, then you can give your time because, you know, you're you're now a mother. You've had that experience. You look at things a whole different way because of that. So why not um, have it flood into your life? And you know what? What did you do before this, though?
1: I am just a stay at home mom. Well, there you go. I was a stay at home mom, started writing books and now have a podcast. So I hear (laughs) you. Yeah. I mean, I totally kind of feel like, you know, my job raising children because, you know, staying home with them was done. and, And they actually told me it's my time now to get working.
0: Well, you know, that's, I love that. And, you know, I know sometimes this gets passed down. Do you think any of your kids have the abilities you do?
1: Absolutely. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. My youngest, ever since I was pregnant with her, I have definitely, I've always had a feeling me and her are super connected Mm -hmm. Um, and a very, like, I'm connected with all my kids, of course. But with her, it's a very different feeling. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel with her, she is going to be following in my footsteps with this mediumship the other two not so much but her for sure
0: you know, and you're there to nurture her and not go, no, it's your imagination. Maybe you've got some kind of mental instability, you know, that can happen in some families. I know what's happened to a lot of people that I've interviewed. They're like, you know, I couldn't tell my parents, I couldn't tell my husband, I, or whatever it was. And they were denied for so long. But it's so nice to have a mom who later in life got it and embraced it. And now you can help her.
1: You know, I love that. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Because I, I have actually personal experience with family members that mm. have suppressed it, and it has really not gone well for them, just yeah. unfortunately. Yeah,
0: because I think if you really do have the abilities and you don't use them or, or deny them, it, yeah, um, I'm not saying it's going to piss a ghost off, but it
1: might. <laughs> <laughs> it might. <laughs> you know what I mean? It definitely, well, it's, it's more or less of a control thing, you know, um, yeah. with this particular family member, they are just completely wide open. Um mm-hmm. and they need to shut to... down unfortunately yeah. but it, they've always labeled it as something else okay well um, yeah and,
0: and unfortunately it might be a a very sticky situation so I totally get it but I was going to also ask you paranormal investigating. So tell me all about that. Now you live, did you say, what state did you say you lived in? Florida. Florida. Okay. So Florida, you know, St. Augustine's the oldest city in the United States. I know that. Yeah. my sister lives in Jacksonville. So I've been there a couple times and I love St. Augustine. So have you been on any ghost? I know you've been on ghost tours. Have you done any paranormal investigating um, in those areas? Tell me all about that.
1: Absolutely. So my parents live in Jacksonville. So I frequent St. August. And my dad actually works in St. August oh, too. Wow. Okay. So I actually go there quite a lot. And honestly, you don't need to go on an investigation to be able to sense anything. They are things all around the town. Wow. Obviously, when it's a little bit less crowded, you get more just because the energies mm-hmm. of everybody are not there. Mm-hmm. So you're able to pick up on, on everything. Um, every time I go into the fort, I always yes. sense things and that it's not investigatable though. I know I've heard recently that they may actually start allowing people to investigate really? the fort.
0: Really? I know uh, they had that St. Augustine lighthouse as well. Have you gone there?
1: So I've gone there only once okay. and the time that I went, I wasn't really open. Like at least I am now okay. and they were too many people. Mm-hmm. They, they had like unfortunately too many people on this investigation. So it was really not fun. Because everybody's making noise and yeah, being loud. Yeah. and But there is one in the jail. They have paranormal investigative tours there. Okay. I do think they have it like three times a night, I oh, wow. believe. And that one, ugh, that place is very, very active.
0: Okay. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So I'm going to ask you about ghosts, but I'm going to ask you this first. What do you see? Because everybody's different. Some people just see, you know, or feel more than they um, see people. Some people, you know, only get images in their heads and they don't really, see, you know, so how does it work for you?
1: It's a little bit of both, okay. depending on the spirit, I guess. Right. So like, for example, with the jail, uh, I will see them mostly with my third eye when I say seeing. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes I see shadows. A lot. And then as well as I hear them a lot.
0: So now what do you think I ask every single person that's a psychic medium or anybody that has this kind of affiliation? What do you think spirits or ghosts are? Do you think they get stuck? Do you think they just revisit? Do you think it's residual? What do you think a ghost is?
1: Ah, yeah, put me there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. So this is definitely, again, a controversial subject within the mediumship realm. What through my experiences Yes, ghosts are people that are spirits mm-hmm. that have emotions that they kind of can't let go of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I guess because we actually we actually talked this with Crystal about it, that stuck is kind of like an outdated term okay. in that sense. But they get stuck with their emotions that they can't let go of, or they get stuck with like I'm gonna get judged or they get stuck, and they're like, I like it where I am. I know that I've had quite a few say they like where they are. Um,
0: And they have free will. So they can kind of stay if they want. Because I know that you don't stay a ghost forever. It's not not like you're gonna go, hey, I think I'll be a ghost for 100 years and see how that is. Because I know we kind of plan our lives and everything. But I think sometimes um, we get confused, or we get a little too into a religion or whatever it is. And then we're afraid or we're just maybe it's just the fact that you just don't want to leave and you're comfortable where you are. Maybe it's all of the above.
1: Some of them are. Some of them are really happy where they are. I know I've met a librarian that was really happy just working in the library, wow. but she ended up going home. Is what I call it. Wow. And she comes back more now than ever before. But she comes back in such a much positive light. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, because maybe she was attached or just emotionally attached or whatever. Because I know you, I watched a video of yours and you were on a ghost tour. And you were one of the people that was just watching the tour. And you were watching this lady sitting in this rocking chair. I think it was during COVID and they weren't letting anybody in the house. But they were going by and this lady was... I guess the crowd realized you were a medium, and, and they're like, well, "What do you see?" And you're like, "Well, she, there's a woman up there, and she got up from sitting down, and she's got her arms out, and she's a little mad." And they're like, "Why, the porch lady?" Yeah, the porch lady. And tell them what you uh, what you said to the audience.
1: Oh, so I told them. I said she's just she's mad because she wants you to get off her property. <laughs> She, the lady thought it was because of the rocking chair, and I said, yeah. no, she, she wants you to get the heck off her property. She don't want you any of you here. I think she was yelling at her husband because literally I turned and saw two pair of boots walking out of their front door. I didn't see anything else. Well, and, oh, um, no, nobody
0: else saw this. Just you saw this, right?
1: Just me. Yeah, yeah. And it was very funny because then everybody else followed me for the rest of the night. So, Well,
0: that, that makes it more fun. And guys, I have the dogs in here. Hubby's gone for the night. So if you hear the dogs on the wood floor, sorry. I'll try to make it smaller and not so loud. But anyway, you know, but it reminds me though, Michelle, of The Others. Have you ever seen that movie with Nicole Kidman?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Is it like that? Is it like We're their Ghosts? So, some of them, okay, that's I would say, not gosh. all of them. Some of them are very aware, and some of them are not. Okay. And then you get some that are labeled ghost, but they're more residual energy, which is just energy of a person that's right. left behind, right? And kind of plays on repeat. Okay,
0: okay. So, like the lady on the porch, do you think she was literally just kind of living there?
1: So, the difference is residual energy just kind of repeats. Intellectual spirits talk to you. You can actually have a conversation.
0: And that's kind of the porch lady's deal. She was literally living her best life. And then y'all came up and were like, she's like, no, get off my property, man. We're having fun. We're drinking tea, man. We're having a good day.
1: (laughs) Right. And how I could tell the difference with that is literally she was talking to us like she could see us. Wow.
0: Did she know you could see her?
1: You know, I didn't get that far. Oh, okay. So okay. it's really interesting because a lot of people will say there's spirits that stare. And I do get the spirits that stare at me. Mm. And they're like, I do get the hearing of, you can see me? Um, yeah. You can hear me? Yeah. Wow. And
0: will they, don't they talk to you telepathically?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, again, uh, one of my videos I had posted on TikTok talking about we are so focused on how we talk with our mouths. That's why when we we see somebody staring and they're not talking, quote, unquote, it's because that's not the way they talk. Right,
0: yeah. And they've gotten used to that. But it's just so funny how some people are just so attached and you kind of feel sad for them, but then you don't because I think they innately know it's free will and they could go whenever they want. Don't they know that? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Have you helped anyone do that, like crossover?
1: So I do label myself as a, what, I guess, a rescue medium. Okay. Again, controversial in the mediumship realm. Okay. But um, I do, and a lot of them really just need someone to talk to. Mm, yes. To share their story. That's really a lot of what rescue mediumship would be about. I know that I've read a book from a lady from the UK who used to, when she would go into meditation, live out the spirits, like what they wanted to finish, whatever it would be like. I think one of them was going to a carnival and the other one was, you know, going to the beach or something. I I can't remember specific details, but and then once usually those are done, they're, they're like, I'm ready to go when they go.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Why do you think it's con- Well, why is it controversial? It's just because that you think they think they should have their free will to do it, not you decide? Is that kind of why it is?
1: Um, from what I've heard, it's that just we all automatically return to source. Okay, okay. And that it's just people coming back to visit. And I can see that in some cases, uh, especially at homes. I see a lot of that where people think it's something scary, and I'm like... It's just your grandfather coming to visit. It's okay. (laughs) But um, a lot more with these haunted locations, like mostly jails and asylums or hospitals, Mm -hmm. You know, those hold a lot of people who like suffered right. a lot. So a lot of them don't want to go because they are still in that kind of state. Yeah, and you'd
0: think they would want to just go. You would think they'd be like, man, I just want to get out of here. But let me go to the light. But I don't sometimes I think they're mentally challenged, too, as far as they've got, you know, problems and there's a reason they were in prison or in an asylum or whatever. And they don't know to look for the light. Maybe that's true, too.
1: Well, the ones that I've seen in the jails, they don't want to be judged. Okay. is what I've seen, oh, and okay. um, what I've heard. And particularly though, one, in St. Augustine, he likes it there. Oh, really? Um, because he likes to do what he did in life, mm, okay. which is torment people. <laughs> oh,
0: man. That's a good segue. Have you ever encountered something that's just... I don't want to say evil, because I don't know if I believe in all the evil crap. I think more, I think I'm more afraid of real people than I am of ghosts. actually. Um, <laughs> but what do you think? Have you ever encountered somebody that's, or, or a thing in a haunting or just anywhere that has given you some really horrific vibes or whatever?
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: Tell me about that.
1: Um, I don't know how much I want to go into detail okay. with that one okay. or with any of them, just because um, uh, you know I was always taught just to be mindful of what you say, because then people start getting kind of spooked out too much. But there are
0: oh no, we things... go there on my podcast. Trust me, we go there on my. It's all right. I go. I dig deep, girl.
1: So there are things that I have seen um, that are not of this world that come here. Oh, okay, and okay. again, that is another again controversial thing with people because. Sure that doesn't exist in spirit World, and it's like, we're not the only things out there. Uh I I kind of believe it though.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I do think there are other worlds and I do think that there are, um, earth entities and other things, even, you know, Native American kinds of things that we can't explain. And, and I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I'm thinking, you know, if that's what you're talking about, I absolutely believe in those kinds of things too.
1: No, I'm talking about other things that, oh. you know, what we would label uh and see like I hate using the words like demons because right. people think of Christian based, but right, right. Um, I usually call them non-human creatures okay. or non-human forms. And I have seen my fair share of those wow. as well.
0: Where do you think they come from, Michelle? Do you think they are derived from the, someone's, evil nature and it just kind of manifested itself like a topa or like a poltergeist. Where, where do you think they originate from?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Origination. Um, yeah. with a lot of them, it kind of feels like, um, they are seeking it out. Uh, you know, so if a person tends to have a little bit more of a negative nature, mm. they like that negative nature. They feed off of that okay. negative nature. So they'll stay with them. Gotcha. A lot of things I've seen have come through, unfortunately, <laughs> People playing with, like, the Ouija boards and other things that they don't properly open, properly close them, and things like that. Yeah, because I've
0: heard, you know, all the divination kinds of tools. If you know what you're doing and you know how to work with them properly, you don't have to be afraid of them. However, if you're trying to scare each other and you're trying to, you know, yell at something or try to invite something in, the universe is going to give you what you want.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then also manifestation. You know, you hear all the time about positive manifestations, right. but you can auto manifest something fear based, if you so give too. it enough fear. Right,
0: right. And to me, that's kind of where some of the stuff comes. I don't think it comes from hell from the devil and you're going to go and burn in hell. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I just don't. I know there's no hell. I just know there's not. I've known that myself for years. Um, but a lot of people do are not taught that and and that's okay that's their thing that's their life path or whatever you know some people have a different one but I do think that when you have a negative energy about you and you have a negative feel for everything why would not you conjure up something that would that would look demonic why not
1: yeah exactly yeah so
0: wow okay you know you're the first psychic I've talked to that has seen your fair share of this kind of stuff you know?
1: Well, that's what I'm, that's one of my three jobs. (laughs) Oh, well,
0: what do you mean? Tell me more.
1: So I have my mediumship, which is what I do mostly on TikTok. And then I have my paranormal and, and then I have my detective work. Those are my three jobs. Okay. And each of them have a guide assigned to each of the work that I do. Oh,
0: so when you're doing the stuff that's more of a, you know, the evil part, is that usually just the mediumship work or is that involved with all of it?
1: So that involves my paranormal guy, my bouncer, as I like to call him. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Your bouncer. Uh-huh. Well, he's my protector and he's a six-seven Roman guy. Uh-huh. And if you imagine the guy from like the movie 300... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what he looks like, but he looks like he's 6'7". So
0: he's your protector so that if you go on your paranormal investigation or whatever, my dogs are going nuts, guys. I'm so sorry. And I don't even, you know, of course it happens when I'm talking to a medium about demonic stuff. So, of course, that happens, right? <laughs> so just bear with me, guys. I got going, man. I got her going. I can't stop. So when you're, <laughs> when you're on your investigation you know, when you encounter something that's kind of dark, do you speak to it? Do you stay away from it? Do you communicate at all with it?
1: Well, funny enough, they actually are more scared of me than I am of them.
0: Really? Because you're
1: (laughs) I can take care of them. Okay,
0: well, what do you what do you mean by that? Like, put them back?
1: (laughs) You know, once you start giving it fear, then you know, you kind of give it power. Yeah. So once you're like, I'm not scared of you, I can handle you. They often tend to try to stay away from you. Oh,
0: because they don't want to go back maybe to where they came from. They want to exist.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, that makes sense. Wow. Okay. You're so interesting. I had no idea you did this. I mean, and like I tell my listeners, I do enough to know that I vet everyone I talk to out, although I try not to get too involved in what they do and know too much. I know enough. So that I can ask all the questions, but then I have the same reaction. I hope that they do when I when I'm talking to you because this is really cool. I'm really intrigued by this. So, tell me about. Um... Have you encountered any like poltergeist in houses from, you know, or anything like that?
1: Not poltergeist yet. And poltergeists are usually just manifestation energy. Yes, yes, And that's, you know, easy to take care of. But I haven't encountered it yet. I have more encountered spirits that want to stay. And even less uh, is the more non-human things. But okay, that, cool. that encountering that is not typical. Oh,
0: wow. Well, and see, I didn't realize that because I know that like... Sometimes people just like you said, hang out, they don't want to go, you know, into the light, they just kind of hang out and they're ghosts. And some people just go back and visit. And I think also there are people that are attached to things. I have a friend who collects haunted dolls, and she loves them. And I don't know what you think. What do
1: you think about that? Um, no, I I (laughs) honestly, um, I I kind of like my house to be really Zen, because I go out into the world and once i leave my house it's kind of like a free for all so and i have my barriers up don't don't get me wrong but my house is where i don't have to work right and uh, yeah i like my house pretty zen
0: totally get it. And she works at the Shanley Hotel, the Haunted Hotel. And shes I think she's kind of...
1: I know Shanley very well. I haven't been there, but I know um, Chuck that works there. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, and and this is Stephanie. And she actually works there. And I've interviewed her, too. And she just loves them. And she has a rapport with them. And she can handle them. And she's also psychic and all those things. And um, she loves them. And they're beautiful dolls. And I'm just... They freak me out. And I told her that. I was like, they're freaking me out. And she goes, no, it freaks everybody out. It's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, that's nice she can she can totally keep them I, you know but also my husband doesn't want them in the house so right. i i'm okay with that I, that is one thing i'm i agree with him on <laughs>
0: right right and i got to ask though since you kind of you know the ball dropped for you and you became more of a your abilities just kind of unfolded in 2013 what did your husband think
1: so my husband's got abilities of his own oh, okay. um and he not to pursue that, which is completely okay. Sure. But he was a little hesitant at first just because of things he has seen. Really mm, I said, I won't do anything without discussing with you as okay. well as anything that will endanger the kids. Oh, so, okay, okay. And what
0: are his abilities?
1: The same. Oh, okay. um, he, he does, well, maybe not so much cop work, I don't know, but he definitely has mediumship as well as paranormal because he does a lot of the paranormal investigations with me. Oh, wow oh that's
0: nice that's nice you got two bouncers then
1: kind of yeah so when i definitely need him on my spiritual team i just say hey babe can you throw up something and he's like sure now
0: has he always been like this since you met him or is this something that kind of unfolded
1: for him too no this is for him it's been since he was a kid
0: Oh, okay. Well, see, that's so interesting to me. Uh, You guys definitely um, have a a whole different realm that's in common that most people don't have. So that's really interesting. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now, do you go on paranormal investigations often or just whenever you can? What what happens with that?
1: Whenever I can, unfortunately, just because, you know, kids take up a lot of time and babysitters and things like that. Um, I'm sure that if... When they're a little bit older, it'll be a lot easier to do things. Right.
0: I, I was watching one of your videos and you're like, sometimes um, spirits just kind of like to do what we like to do. And I was watching Outlander one night and as wow. one of the spirits came and just kind of sat right next to me on the couch.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. They totally what? just love to do what we do. She, This was one of my police cases and she just came in and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And she's just like, I want to sit with you and watch TV. I said, okay, whatever, sure. Um, I mean, I've had um, mediumship reads where people have gone to, like, theme parks with their family members and rode on a roller coaster with them, um, as well as go on vacations, wow. like, completely on an airplane with them. And that- so spirits follow us and like to do what we do. I know that um some of them even would love t- to drink again. <laughs> that is so, hilarious. That was one of my paranormal investigations, and one of the guys there wanted Jack Daniels. <laughs> I'm
0: like, okay. Did you like pour him a Jack Daniels? He'd go, here you go. I mean, would you? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Well, it's funny because you always hear them go, oh my gosh, you know, don't let them follow you home and protect yourself. But they, it sounds like they kind of do whatever they want.
1: Well, so I don't allow things that are super negative in my house. Yeah. yeah. So the ones that are more of the light, they're welcome to come in my house because they don't really do much. They just kind of just talk, I guess. (laughs) They don't, most of the time I don't even really notice them much anymore just because I'm so used to it. Um, Wow. But the more like negative things, they stay outside my house. I have, I put up boundaries and anybody can put up boundaries. So that way they can have a quiet house. Right. It's just more about intention to do that. Sure.
0: Is it, does that involve salt and all the things to kind of keep them away?
1: No, that involves just like meditation and intentions of, I don't want nothing in my house. Okay. Usually what I have people do is put up, What what I do is I give them a visual of Glenda, the good witches, you know, from Wizard of Oz. And the bubble that she came in is usually what's around my house.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And, you know, it can just be a mental thing. I guess you don't have to do all the ritual stuff that they do on TV when they ghost hunt. And what are your opinions on all those TV shows?
1: (sighs) That's what's my opinion. (laughs) Uh, So a lot of them play up the drama. Yeah, I mean they really do um, because it's for ratings. I know that there's a show that I watch a lot. is called The Dead Files. Yes, and she has said in interviews that I've read about her that she could easily do this during the day, but they want her to do it at night yeah. because it's scarier for people. So exactly, and that Amy girl, the paranormal caught on cameras. If you've seen that, they edit their videos. I've seen some of their videos online and. Mm. It's not all of it's not there now. Am I saying everything? No, but there are some videos I've seen that I've seen later online that have been not true so.
0: Yeah, and it just kind of makes you, well, don't get me wrong, it's kind of fun to watch them, but I've gotten to where I've seen so many, like, ghost hunter shows, and they're fine. I I don't think that they're necessarily too hyped up. I think they do a little bit that have to. But to me, it's kind of boring just to watch them go crazy because an EFP, you know, or, or, you know, a buzzer went off. It's like, okay, I could be watching something really good on Hallmark, you know, whatever.
1: Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Yeah, well, the thing is with those investigations is a lot of the times it's very boring. Yeah. There's not really a lot happening.
0: Yeah. Now, what's the most famous place you've been to on a paranormal investigation?
1: Oh, um, I guess the Sorwell Weed House in Savannah. Oh. Actually, I started talking about it on TikTok, but I haven't been through it lately. But that's the biggest, I think. That or the San Augustine Jail. There's actually quite a few. But I think more yeah. people may know the Sorwell Weed House, I think. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Did you encounter a lot of activity? What happened there?
1: So that house is like, <laughs> you talk about not held on existing, but this is totally like a portal to one. because oh, really? It is completely like, well, at least on some nights can be really off the charts. Wow. I mean, is it to yeah. where you're even scared to go in? So I used to be scared to go in. And one of the rooms that's downstairs was a surgery room during, I think they said the Civil War. Mm or the Spanish-American War, I think. And um, it also used to be, I believe, a TB hospital.
0: tuberculosis. yeah.
1: People died there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that room, um, I couldn't go in for really? a number of years. And we just went in June, and that was actually one of the safest rooms that was there. Are you serious? Wow. Uh, and I'm not sure why. Well, I- I'm hearing it's because everybody was kind of scared of me, so... Oh. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? It it sounds like you've evolved in in such a way to where you almost had to go through all the scary stuff and know what your boundaries were and know what you could handle, know what you couldn't handle, even the police work, to where now you're like, okay, I I got it now.
1: I don't mind horror movies, Uh, they don't really scare me too much. Gory movies don't bother me. I've worked Halloween Horror Nights at Universal for seven years. that's cool. so the scary that stuff doesn't really bother me right. it's more or less the feeling mm. and once you get past the feeling it's really just not that scary no
0: i know because to me you know if spirits come down from wherever they come down from source the other side heaven whatever to me, they're all here out of love. You know, they're not coming down here to scare us. I think it's this—it's just the crap that we manifest down here that is scary, right? Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe in fairies and elementals? Tell me about that.
1: Um, so I have started encountering more elementals lately. I think it's just I'm still stepping in that type of realm. So it's just kind of like with higher beings. I know they're there. Um, But it may be because of my upbringing that they still kind of speaking of things that kind of freak me out, even though they're there to help you is more, you know, as what we call aliens, I guess that realm is one of those that I tiptoe around, which is interesting. That other heavy stuff doesn't scare me, but working with (laughs) aliens kind of does.
0: Well, you know what, funny you say that because I've had other psychics who've told me uh, working with the aliens, certain aliens, not all of them, uh, they get dark. They're scary.
1: Um, So I haven't seen any dark ones yet, at least the ones that I work with. Now I have two guides that are, one I've only seen once and the other one, I don't really know what he does. He kind of is just there when I need him, okay. which is not very often. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool that you know them. I, I would love to be able to know and see my guides, but um, I don't have those abilities. So, but what I was going to ask you, so if somebody wanted a reading from you and somebody wanted something from you, how does all that work and what can they expect?
1: Uh, it depends on what they're looking for. Okay. Um, so obviously on my website, that's where I list a lot of my stuff. Okay. Right now I am fully booked for mediumship for what I have available Okay. But if they're looking, no, police cases, I do not take any on. I do, I do list it, but currently I don't take any on okay. uh, from anybody yet. Just it's a little tad busy in that <laughs> sector of things. Um, with paranormals, I do take requests, but I do vet them the because a lot of the times when we think it's paranormal, it really is not. Okay. So they're most likely I will set up a Zoom call and we'll see what's going on, and I will tell them my feelings on this. wow. Okay. Well,
0: that's so nice that you could do a Zoom call and just do it from where you are as opposed to having to travel to the house because you can get the feelings, I guess, through the phone as well or through the Zoom call as well. So you're not taking any new clients as far as mediumship. Is that going to open up later?
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, I can't schedule too far ahead because school's going to be starting back in August. So I have to rearrange my schedule, especially because of after school activities and stuff with the kids during the day. So I have to rearrange my schedule. But yeah, so it'll be kind of more like a month to month basis with that.
0: And what I'll do is I'll add your website to my show notes so that if anybody wants to kind of keep an eye on it or just learn more about you, they can uh, click on it and uh, figure you out. That'd be awesome. Well, Michelle, you've been fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on my show. You've been so interesting. And I love hearing everybody's take on, you know, mediumship and and what they experience because it's all so different.
1: Yeah, I just want to say like with anything, it can be seemingly scary at first, but nothing is scary. Like if you don't make it scary, it's good. It's good. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be good. Well, I appreciate you so much for being on my podcast, Michelle.
1: Well, thank you for having me.